0: Welcome to the Stewardship Leader Podcast, brought to you by the Christian Stewardship Network. CSN exists to encourage, teach, and connect church and stewardship leaders to help them create and lead healthy stewardship ministries in their church. You can learn more about CSN at ChristianStewardshipNetwork.com. everybody. Welcome to Stewardship Leader. I'm your host, Leo Sabo. And on this episode, we're discussing the topic of generosity with Todd McMitchin. This recording is also available in video format, which you can find on our website under the video page under resources, or by going to christianstewardshipnetwork.com videos. All right, let's jump right into the conversation of generosity with Todd McMitchin. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another discussion about principles that guide or should guide our financial and our spiritual lives. Uh, I'm joined by my friend today, Todd McNicham from Generosity by LifeWay. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation because it's one of my favorite topics, Uh, one that I'm challenged in all the time and one I definitely want to grow in, and that's the topic of generosity. Um, So let's just start off with, um, first of all, generosity, giving, is not just about giving money, right, Todd? I mean, I think a lot of times when we talk about giving, especially in church circles, uh, in in Christianity, we think, well, that's about giving money. And yes, it's some of that, but, but giving is so much more than that. And I remember my, my pastor years ago said that in order to understand giving, you have to understand that giving is part of everything that you do, right? If if I want a healthy marriage, I have to be able to give, you know, give in, give, give to my wife and serve my wife and take care of her. And that, that requires me giving. It's not about me only, it's about her as well. So everything that we do is central. Giving is central to everything that we do. Um, so, but we'll talk about more about other things that it includes, but I think I just wanted to set that as a foundation. Giving is just what we are all supposed to do.
1: Yeah, so you know, it's funny when we, when we do get into our church life, we, we forget how we normally talk about generosity in our normal lives, right? So okay. in our normal lives, if you find someone who's generous, they're really generous with everything. Yeah. right they're just not only generous with their money they're just generous human beings
0: right.
1: right right but when we come to church we do tend to silo that just a little mm-hmm. bit and and only think only think about only think about money and mm-hmm. um and you know and that's a real relief because if if we we'll, if we we'll practice all the forms of generosity it makes it easier because they're all connected
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: you know what i mean so if i find myself just I'm going to learn to be a little bit more patient with my wife. It makes me a better listener actually when I'm in the neighborhood or at work, you know, so all those forms, there's a domino effect to all these different forms of generosity that are out there. Yeah.
0: I love what you just said because it's such a revealer uh, of whether we are generous or how well we're doing in that area because generosity um, really reveals what we value, right? I mean, I'm going to give to the things that I care about. I'm going to focus and spend time and resources and energy and wealth and all that on the things that I care about. So to a degree, the way I give always lets me know what I care about and what I value. Mm -hmm. And if I say, well, I value this, I value that, but I don't ever spend any time or I don't give to that, then it's not really true, is it? So I think it's a great way to Says, how generous are we? And you were talking about people who are generous. They're generous in every way. And I've certainly encountered people like that. Um, I always thought, like when you do those spiritual gift tests, you know, mm-hmm. I would always answer the question because giving was something that I did and I understood. I don't even teach on it or I have taught on it, and I would always answer the question in a way that always made me look like I, I had the gift of generosity. You know, because mm-hmm. you know, after a while, you can answer those tests in a way that skews the right the, the, the actual results. And then I, later on, I was challenged personally as, through a quiet time um, that I actually don't have the spiritual gift of giving. And I thought I did. I really right. honestly thought I did for years. And then I realized, but I don't wake up every morning wanting to give. Like right. I'd rather just put it in the bank, right? I, right. I, I, feel, I feel more secure when I have more in the bank than when I give it right. away. But yet there are those people who just give, give, give financially in every other way. So I think that's such a great point that generous people are generous in every aspect of life.
1: Well, and sometimes giving money is the easiest way to give, right? Because mm. I mean, yes, it's there's harder ways of generosity. Like if I, yeah. if I have to schedule time to go help you do something that I really don't want to do for an entire day, and it's hot and sweaty outside, <laughs> right? like can I just buy you a mover instead of helping you move? You know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like sometimes okay. giving money is kind of easy, mm-hmm. you know. It's an easier route, you know, for yeah. us.
0: Yeah. So um, So it's just
1: opening our eyes to all the different ways generosity works Mm -hmm. is helpful. It's helpful because you do find sometimes it just happens naturally, right? So you think about like giving a gift on Mother's Day, buying a gift for a family member. Mm -hmm. That's an act of generosity, right? Is buying, right? So that, that feels a certain way to us when that happens. So then there are some other times that generosity is really exciting and very natural. And you have to remind yourself to do it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. And the ideas of the gifts that come and you start even thinking about, I can't wait to give this to that person and see their expression. So you just think about the big contrast we have. Well, and then there's the, right, the middle school band member that shows up at the door on Sunday afternoon, three o'clock, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the Christmas wrap. it's like, shh, yeah. shh, don't get yeah. the door. Yeah, don't know. get the door, we're not home.
0: <laughs> so true, so true. <laughs> but I do think that there's a, um, I think all of us do have it within us to be generous. Right. Uh, and I think we have to recognize that. Uh, you know, I'm reminded of Genesis 1, where God says that we were made in his image. And, and mm-hmm. if there's anything that God is, he's generous, right? He's a right. giver is given to the greatest degree that anyone can. Um, So because he's generous and we were made in his image, then there's gotta be that DNA transfer for us. But yet, something gets in the way of that, right? I mean, I'm not always, like I said, I don't wake up every morning thinking, how can I be generous today? Uh, And I am the person that doesn't answer the door sometimes when somebody's at the door wanting something, just being honest. Right. Um, So, what do you think? How do you see that both in your life, but also, I mean, you do this for a living. You try to connect with pastors and spiritual leaders and help them understand generosity at a level that maybe they haven't even considered. So how do you see what, what's getting in the way of us acting as we were designed to act?
1: Yeah, so it's, a, it's fun that you mentioned Genesis and we start there. Because you don't have to travel very far to after the verse that you just mentioned, where it okay. says, you know, God's, you know, we're creating God's image. Yeah. That you have the very first family.
0: Yeah.
1: And the very first story in the Bible about the very first family is an act of generosity. Yeah. Right? It's the Cain and Abel giving story. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you don't travel, and most pastors don't. You just roll right past it. I mean, most Christians roll right past that, right? Whenever we read that, we don't think that. Uh, so if you unpack that just a little bit, it does get exciting because one of the brothers got it right. But as you mentioned, one of them didn't get it right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and I try to, you know, I'm thankful. I'm sorry for the choices Cain made. But when you look at God's interaction with Cain, God comes to Cain and he says, Cain, why 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 is your face downcast? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so Cain didn't feel great about his failed giving moment, but God didn't reject Cain. God did reject his offering, which is a whole nother ball of wax. Yes. That says we can actually give and it not be acceptable to God. Mm -hmm. And we know what they gave, you know, I mean, so there's a whole lot in there, but then God says to Cain, he said, you know, if you would have done what is right, Mm -hmm. your gift would have been accepted. Yeah. So there's a whole implication there that we do know how to live generously. Cain did know what he was supposed to give. Right. He made a choice not to do that. God offered grace, but Cain didn't choose that. So mm-hmm. to me the encourage I, to me it's it's a grace-filled story. I'm so sorry for the choices Cain made, but when I can say, you know what? I don't I don't always get giving right. I I don't. True, but a big part of giving is, is listening to God. So even you go back to that, why, you know, you list your, your story about being generous with your wife, well, part of that is you've got to be alert and sensitive. So, I mean, failing to listen and failing to be sensitive is directly proportionate to your ability to be generous.
0: Yeah, it comes down to, uh, obviously, either choosing to be selfish or choosing to be others-focused. And, and I mean, yes, we are to take care of ourselves, but when we become, you know, the God we serve, then everything else kind of falls apart from there. So, I love that story because I see the same thing you do, which is that God is not, you know, he's disappointed in the action, but he's trying to help him see that it was the condition of his heart that needed to be addressed. Right. And so I think that's important for, for us to kind of just camp on for a moment and really talk about, uh, you know, how do we maintain a generous spirit when we, we live in a physical world, we have physical needs, um, we have limited resources and limited time. So it always feels like there's scarcity, especially in the season we're in today. There's so much scarcity uh, perception that, oh, we're not going to make it. You know, the economy's come to a screeching halt. It's going to take forever to rent back up. We're doomed. So it's so easy to become selfish and hoard or at least to preserve, right? Because you're trying to not die, so to speak. And so how do we push through that? Because that's not who we're created to be. Mm Cain had a choice. We have a choice. What do you do? How do you communicate? Um, what do you personally do? But how do you can also communicate that as you're trying to train others to stay in a, in a generous spirit, to to keep that to the forefront rather than allowing other things to influence it and make it diminish in, in your life?
1: Yes, I, I'd say the two most helpful things to me personally, which are also the things that I encourage pastors on one, one's spiritual, one's practical. Okay. On, the, on the spiritual side of things, um, the discipline of prayer and fasting,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: right? Now, there's two passages in the Bible, Isaiah 58, I think it is in the Matthew 6, that links prayer, fasting, and giving together,
0: Right,
1: and, and, we don't, and so when you fast, it does help break chains and powers that kind of get on you in the yeah. world right yeah. and 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 greed is one of those worry fear anxiety all those all those things are tied to our resources right fear of the future yeah. your self esteem i mean you're just taking in stuff from the world all day long and i found personally that if i don't have a repetition of praying and fasting in my life mm-hmm. that stuff just gets on me and because i know that fasting is tied to generosity and it's the whole being alert and sensitive to God's voice and movement, which we just kind of unpacked a little bit. There's a, there's a whole lot that helps me in that. Then the other side is very practical. And that is when every year my wife and I recreate our family budget from the previous year. We don't call it a budget anymore. It's our, our spending investment plan, right? That's what we there do every are. single year. Love it. And there's a line in there. That's our generosity line. Yes. And it's not our tithe, right? That's a different line, but we right. have a generosity line and it's margin for us.
0: Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Like you
1: asked, how do I keep that, you know, generous spirit maintained? It's that actually no, every month we have pre decided in advance to give money away. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So That's it's good. sitting there and it's staring yeah. at me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's got to go somewhere. I can't spend it on myself.
0: That's good. I love that because you are being intentional to keep your heart from, you know, taking it on. I was talking to, to Steve uh, uh, Carter last week and we were talking about greed and how that can easily take over and it's the idea that when you don't when you're not living on purpose, when you're not living in a way that creates that margin and and you have no way of knowing uh what you need the next time because you haven't planned it. So when your income goes up, your lifestyle keeps up with it. And I think it's really important for us especially when we are given more than enough I mean, we live in a society where we have our needs met and then so much more. So it doesn't matter. I don't, you know, I don't want to focus on a percentage because that's not really the point. The point is that it's a conversation that I have with God and he'll tell me what percentage or what amount I need to set aside. But you guys have done that. My wife and I have done that years ago. Same thing. We tithe regularly. That's something that we just believe in. It's a form of obedience, but we don't stop there. That's just, that's just something we do to support. Our local church that we're part of, but then beyond that, it's a conscious decision to say, "I know that that I need to do this for my own good." One, I I know it makes me fulfilled when I give. I you know, especially, and I don't always get it right. I, I know, right. I know I've made mistakes with this, but when I make it a, a goal to give, I know that it it makes me more reliant on God. It makes me more uh, outward focused. I expect, uh, I experience more joy. Because it's not just about me, 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 but it allows me to actually to, to exercise the very thing that God has put inside of
1: me, which is to be generous. Right. And so, I mean, oftentimes we don't connect it, but like pace of life affects mm. generosity. Because when, ha- when you're on a big pace of life, your mind is always distracted with other things and you're yes. always consumed with whatever's next or you're thinking about last. And so me just regularly exercising and putting pace in my life so I can slow down because once again, if generosity is built on us having to be sensitive in moments to people around us and the opportunities Mm -hmm. around us, when your pace is up there, your alertness is way down. Yeah. Right? You know, and so even even the subconscious discipline of saying I'm going to go exercise so I can slow my mind down is also telling me one of the reasons I'm slowing my mind down is so I can be more prepared to be generous. Right. So, you know, if you, if you have to write generosity on your calendar, you're too busy to do it. Somehow as you're saying, you have to, you have to make it a part of who you are or else it just won't happen. You know?
0: Yeah. It's not a, Yeah, and I I guess that's what that's a revelation that I got is that that I don't have the spiritual gift of giving. I like giving and I enjoy, um, you know, when God has challenged me to give and I've seen both spiritual growth and more faith and trust in God. So the benefit, I've definitely experienced the benefit. So for that reason, I'm convinced that it's something I need to do. Um, But it's not it's not something that I think about all the time. So I have to build it in. Otherwise, I'll forget it or I'll I'll choose to do something else. That's what I think. So So crucial to understand that generosity requires intentionality. You have to think about how to do it. And you mentioned that when you were talking about like a gift uh, giving, right? When you mm-hmm. give a gift, the more important that gift is, the more time you take to right. consider what it needs to be. You might do a bunch of research. You might set it up just the right way so that it has the effect you want it to have. And I think thinking about giving you know, that way just changes the way we approach it. It's not as like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll carve out $300 a month and find a way to give. Right. No, I mean, it's, it's about investing in, and I, it takes me back to Luke 16 where Jesus is talking about the unjust steward, and then he tells the disciples, you know, therefore use unrighteous man to win for yourselves friends, um, you know, and, and so it's this idea that I'm actually going to use the things that I, that I have in order to impact lives for eternity, because that will actually come back to me. And I don't do it for that reason most of the time. But, but I recognize that there's a, an exchange that's happening. And I think it's important to, to be intentional. And I think you definitely uh, well, showed show yeah, that really go,
1: well. Yeah. And you go back to your word passion, right? So you think about that little illustration of gift giving. Mm-hmm. So we all give gifts during the year. And some of them we don't put a whole lot of thought into, right? I mean, it's a, it's a $10 gift card from Starbucks because we had to, we were invited to a party, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, Oh, it's, it's the 25th anniversary with my spouse. Right. So even that level of the passion right. for the individual really helps, you know, raise the quality of the investment, you know, too. So it just goes back to, you know, we do channel generosity more naturally when it's love focused. And so no. how do you maintain that generous spirit? Really it's about falling more in love with Christ Yeah. Right. Because it's that love that that becomes unstoppable in us that makes us generous all day long, even when we don't realize that's what we're doing. Right. Yeah. That's really good.
0: Um, So we got a couple more minutes. Uh, I just want to dive into one question. This may take longer than that, but uh, (laughs) we'll try to make it um, a little bit less. But uh, so here's a question. How do we ensure? Because if we have a desire to give and we even take the step to actually prepare to give. How do we ensure we're making the right decision when it comes to giving? Because sometimes the need is so vast, you know, there's so much uh, need out there, at least perceived, that we want to do the right thing, but we don't know what the right thing is sometimes. So how do you and uh, do it personally, but how, also how do you get other pastors to consider when they should give and how they should give. What's the process that you
1: you? Use? Yeah. So uh, there's two sides to that, right? Because the needs are so big, you mm-hmm. can look back and say, "Well, I'm, I'm motivated by that need, but my little gifts isn't going to solve anybody's problem, yep. right?" So then you choose not to give, right? Right. But you you know we got to jump in there and play our part, mm-hmm. even though our gift might seem small if we're trying to solve cancer, right? right. <laughs> you right. know, what I mean, you just you you got, you have to jump in and just trust the Lord okay. with that little gift, you know, and I've been in a situation where, you know, I gave and I felt it was so small and I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. But then when I heard the outcome of what everybody's gifted, it was like, wow, I got to be part of a winning team. And yeah. I, my faith increased because that told me God had spoken to everybody else mm-hmm. and all I had to do is be responsible to me. Then the, um, then the other side of that is, well, sometimes you're put in a generous situations, and you think, if I give, are they going to really do the right thing with it? See, that's yeah. the other. You know, that's the other side you're thinking. Yeah. And so, you know, I tend to be um, more gracious in those areas, right? Because we all make mistakes. I'm not going to get the giving thing right. It's not my job to make sure that the other person does the right thing. Mm. So I try to be more gracious, which sounds funny, right? When you're being generous, I try to be more gracious and not control the outcome of the gift, but just give the gift and let God take care of the outcome of the gift.
0: That's good. I mean, it is, it is, um, if you're being generous and you're giving, it shouldn't be with a sense of control. Mm. I know that sometimes you want to make sure that, like, for instance, if you're pulling up to a stoplight and somebody comes in, wants to, right. Asking you for money. Are they going to use it for food? Are they going to use it for drugs? You know, right. it's an unknown sometimes, and you have to kind of think through that or pray through that. Right. But, but I think it's important to look at giving, and I think sometimes I run across this. I've run across this when I was a pastor, where people's objection to giving to tithing was that the church didn't do the things they wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. And and I understand the concern, uh, and my challenge to them was: Look, if you don't trust your leadership and what they're doing with their funds. Right. You probably shouldn't be at that church. I mean, yeah, that's right. want to give giving. You go find right. a church that you actually trust right. the leadership. Right. So it's a bigger issue than giving. But if you're there and you trust the leadership and you trust the spiritual direction, you have to let go of it. Uh, whether that's a, a tithe or whether that's an extra gift, controlling it beyond that, I, I, do, I just don't think that nine times out of ten, that's something that we're supposed to do. Again, you're doing it in faith, not knowing the outcome, right? And you're not solving the, the world's problems. That's not... Uh, you know, none of us were were you know created to solve the world's problems. That's know? right. <laughs> that, that was not our task. And whether we get five dollars or five million, that's not. It's still a portion of you know. Can God do it on His own? Yes, He can. But He chooses to use us. And I think that's keeping that in mind is really important. And then just like you said, I think it's just taking the initiative to say, God, I don't, I don't know if it's the perfect thing, but I feel led to give in this direction. And I think sometimes the Holy Spirit will actually tell you. Don't do that. I mean, if you're truly right. wanting to be a, a, a good giver, then you have to talk to right. God a lot. Like you said, you have to pray and fast and make sure that this is not something that's coming out of your own head or out of your own heart, that it is being led by the Holy Spirit. And I think God will protect you from making most mistakes if, if you approach it that way. But, uh, but sometimes you don't know. Sometimes God says, What are you going to do? Are you going to trust me or are you just going to revert to your old self? And that's a challenge in itself because it does allow us to either grow or not.
1: So. Yeah. It feels like a really tiny sin if I overgive, though. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, know, I know there's <laughs> not categories of these things, but That's if I'm going to fall on the side, I'm falling on the overgive side, not yeah, the overgive right. side.
0: I think you're definitely safer to do that. Uh, <laughs> well, I so enjoy this conversation. I hope uh, our listeners have as well. Uh, thank you, Todd. Thank you for what you do. Uh, I appreciate your heart, man. You are just uh, an incredible uh, guy who just loves to help people to really get this because it's such a crucial central part to who we are as Christians and as f- followers of Christ. So I so appreciate your heart uh, for educating and teaching and ministering to pastors, especially spiritual leaders uh, with this topic, because it's so, so needed. So thank you. Thank you for joining me today as well.
1: Thank you. It's a lot of fun.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope it was a benefit to you. And if it was, would you do us a huge favor and just share it, share it with another church or stewardship leader, encourage them through this word today and help them to be better equipped to not only live as a good steward, but to also teach others to do the same. If you want to know more about CSN and want to connect with us, you can do that through our website at christianstewardshipnetwork.com. While you're there, take advantage of the resources. We have content that we're consistently producing, such as this episode. We have webinars and events that we do throughout the year, and we'd love for you to be part of those and benefit from those. If you want to support the work of CSN, we would love for you to partner with us so that we can reach more churches and fulfill our mission. And you can do that through our website by giving a either one-time or a monthly donation. Your support would help us to reach more churches with this vital message of stewardship and generosity. Thank you for considering a donation to CSN. Well, thanks again for hanging out with us today, and we'll see you next time on Stewardship Leader.